Welcome to the Winging It Travel Podcast with me, James Hammond, where every Monday I'll be joined by guests to talk about their travel stories, travel tips, backpacking advice, and so much more. Right now, I'm taking the podcast on the road traveling with me. So tune in every week for short form episodes detailing all my travels alongside my Monday guest episode. Are you a backpacker, traveler, gap year student, or simply someone who loves to travel? Then this is the podcast for you. This is a casual, informative podcast designed for you to inspire you to travel. There'll be stories to tell, tips to share, and experiences to inspire. Welcome to the show. Hey, yeah, just a quick one. I just want to say there are many ways to support this podcast. You can buy me a coffee and help support the podcast with $5. Or you can go to my merch store with the affiliate link with TeePublic, where there's plenty of merch available to buy, such as t-shirts, jumpers, hoodies, and also some children's clothing. Thirdly, which is free, you can also rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, or Good Pods. Also, you can find me on social media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Simply just search for Winging It Travel Podcast, and you'll find me displaying all my social media content for traveling, podcasts, and other stuff. Hello, and welcome to my first solo episode of the mini series for Oman. Our plan was to do a bit of wild camping in Oman and see Muscat. That's roughly the idea. Get into Muscat, do some tourist stuff there, pick up a tent and a car, drive off and see what we can find. As I mentioned before on the last episode, we had a bit of a nightmare getting into Muscat. We eventually got in roughly around between 7 and 8 a.m., something like that. Super smooth as we got in and we got a taxi to our hotel, which we booked for the night before. So in theory, we could go there check in straight away and even have breakfast there and the hotel of choice for our few nights there was the Muscat Express Hotel and the hotel is roughly 15-20 minute ride from the airport which costs about 9 real with taxis in Amman off the bat you can use a few apps I think one's called Mahaba or O-Taxi one of those two apps they are better for getting a cheaper price. But there's a caveat, unfortunately, they don't work in the airport. So you've got to walk out, see the cure taxis, and they're done by a meter. I don't think they rip you off. They just drive you there. But the problem is the Oman money is so strong that it's going to cost a fair whack to get anywhere. But we were absolutely starving because we've been up early. Just a lot of admin going on. Got to the hotel, checked in real smooth, and dropped the bags off and got straight into breakfast. The price for this hotel is about 16 real a night, which includes breakfast. Fairly reasonable for Muscat. Good location. It's quite near the mosque, about a 20-minute walk. The one that I'll talk about in a bit. And also fairly central to a few things. But Muscat's a bit of a weird city. There isn't like one downtown area or one place to be. It's quite sprawled out into different areas. So I think a lot of people get a car because it's just a bit of a nightmare to get around. And it's hot. But anyway, Muscat Express... Great location, checked in, straight into breakfast. And to my surprise, baked beans were on offer for breakfast. Loved it. Got an omelette, baked beans and toast. What more can you need? Our first admin was a bit of laundry. Again, keep bringing this up. This is part of travelling, really. Laundry has to be done. And it costs six real, which is quite a lot of money. In terms of the currency exchange rate, the real is so strong. It's probably about one real to two pounds. So if you're from UK, just double everything that I say when I mention real. US dollar, probably about 2.4 US dollars to one real. And it's quite deceiving because when you see coffees for one real, 
or things for one real. You think, oh, it's quite cheap, but actually it's two pounds and then you know, two double that. It's just a bit of a strong currency. I think it's the third strongest in the world. So just bear that in mind. And off the bat, I would say you're going to need a fair bit of cash to travel in Amman, whichever way you do it. I think we're a bit knackered from the whole scenario, but we did walk over to a mall called the Avenues Mall. I think Oman, especially Muscat, love their malls. And we went there for lunch and coffee. Uh, super hot day again, about a 20-minute walk. Fairly close, I'd say, but I wouldn't want to walk any longer. Relief to get an aircon, needed, sweating. And we had a Nando's, actually, for our sins for lunch, which was actually really good. But again, it's Western prices, so it's going to cost a fair whack. And we decided from then on that we can't keep having these Western meals because it's too expensive. And then straight after that, we went and got a Costa coffee. Coffee, on the whole, in Oman, is fairly consistent. It's going to cost between one and two real a cup of coffee for Americano or espresso, that is. This mall is great because the Avenues Mall has a huge hypermarket, basically a big supermarket in there called Lulu, and you can get everything in the supermarket. I've never seen a supermarket with so much choice. So if you need to do shopping or you want to cook, this is the place to go and get your stuff. You can even get sandwiches and stuff like that. It really is top-notch. Because of the price of Nando's, we agreed to get a few snacks and a sandwich for later to not smash the budget in the first day. That's pretty much it for the first day in Muscat. First impressions were sprawling, big, hot, need a car, not a great place to walk, and you need aircon. I think that's pretty much my first impressions, but I liked it. Our first sightseeing the next morning was the Sultan Qaboos Grand Mosque. If you put in Google Muscat, and look at the images, you're probably going to see this mosque, it's huge. Free entry, again, a 20 minute walk from our hotel, so hotel's a decent location, super hot again, and unfortunately Emma had to dress up for this because you can't just walk in with shorts and a t-shirt, so you do have to bear that in mind. I think I even wore trousers, I think, so maybe don't dress in black, but unfortunately females are going to have to dress up for it. Check out the mosque, amazing architecture, loads of rooms, there's a women's praying room, a men's praying room, looks quite new I'm not sure how new it is the grounds are amazing all the grass is cut nicely it's got sprinklers on the go it's quite an idyllic place to be fair well worth checking out especially for free when we left there this taxi driver kept pestering us where we're going next and I was like can you just leave us alone you would not leave us alone and I think some taxi drivers maybe that's the only case I could think of in a month who just kept annoying us but actually most taxi drivers if you say you're fine they just leave you alone um, but in that case, we got on the app because we had a SIM card. Got on the app, and again, the next port call, Avenue's Mall for aircon and a coffee. Because it's quite close to our hotel, it's a good place to go. Just a note for getting a SIM card, we actually got that at the airport um, with a company called Oradu. I think they have the best service in Amman amongst the whole country. And for nine reals, so £18, over twenty US dollars, you can get a fair whack of gigabytes, calls and texts, and we got one and shared between us. I'm not sure how many gigabytes we got in the end. I want to say it's around 12 or 13, and we hotspotted if we needed to and used the Wi-Fi on every occasion. Actually, we had loads spare at the end of the trip, so it's definitely worth getting at the airport. And there's no difference, I don't think, from getting at the airport to going in town. Oman seems a place that it's one cost and one cost only. As I said, Avenue Mall again, and we're planning our road trip because we're picking up the car the next morning and we're going to go do some wild camping. I think our first initial reaction to that was, bloody hell, it's quite hot. 
so we weren't sure how that was going to go. But for the rest of the evening, planned a bit of a trek for the road trip, and we're pretty much chilling out. And in the evening, we went to a local Thai place, actually, called Thai Food CM Alley. We'd highly recommend it. I think it's a Thai person who cooks the food. Had a nice curry and rice. Loved it. About two to three real for a curry. So six pounds, ten Canadian dollars for Canadian. That's actually quite good. Okay, next day we are picking up our car from the airport at Europe Car and we're getting a 2x4, so a normal saloon car. And then we're driving off to Nomad Tours to meet a guy called Chris who owns that company to pick up some tenting gear. The car for seven slash eight days is 116 reals and the tenting gear, which includes everything you think of for camping, is an extra 70. So all in all, 186 reals for the week quite expensive but if you're doing hotels it may be a bit a tad more expensive but i'll come to that later in the series picked up the car no problem drove over to chris's probably about a 15 minute drive first impressions are imani roads are good paved well good speed limits not many speed bumps unless you're in town and seemed fairly comfortable on that actually got to chris's got all our stuff packed into the car and then we sat with him for about 10 50 minutes talking over the route he was slightly concerned with the weather because he had a couple come back maybe that day or day before who said they survived it and we're now going for a week and it's definitely going to be at least 30 degrees so he said it's key to tent up somewhere with a breeze and that was kind of our plan anyway to hug the coast and go to an island after a chat with Chris we drove off to a part of Muscat we've not seen yet called Muchula they have a corniche they have a souk a few places for lunch and we had a great coffee, a trendy coffee actually, at a place called Bella Vista Cafe. Reasonable cost, great view over Mutra, which is like the edge of Muscat on the coastline. Great views. Lunch at Meta Grill, had a tuna sandwich and chips, classic, and a juice, fairly cheap. We didn't really see the souk that much, too hot, and we wanted to get in the car and get going on our road trip. So we kind of sacked the souk off, got to the car, got the aircon on, and our first stop of the road trip was to Al Sifa and or Sifa Beach. It's about an hour drive, 45 minutes hour drive from Muscat. If you look on the map, you'll see Muscat Airport and the city around there, like New Muscat. If you go to the right, there's Mutra, where we were, on the coast. And if you hug the coast a bit further south, there is Sifa. A lovely little coastal town. I'm planning to camp on the beach, Sifa Beach, and kind of get some shade, really. Got there. Easy drive, loved it, no one on the road. And we found a little place down by the beach. It does go off the paved road, down a sand road, but wasn't too bad for two by four, definitely doable. And parked up and found a little bit by tree. Now, first impressions is amazing location for the beach, great sunset, warm water definitely, but a bit surprised by how much stuff was on the beach. I'm talking about plastic bottles and rubbish. I was kind of expecting a bit pristine beaches actually, but surprised with the rubbish. But it wasn't too much um, compared to other places that we saw. Parked up, camped out, now too hot to cook. I think we sat that off, got the tent out, sat out in the wind, sat out by the beach, enjoyed that, and then got into the tent fairly early. It was a long day. Then during the night, our tent had a little bit which you can open. The breeze came in and it was doable. Well, not saying it's cold but it was fairly comfortable with the breeze. If you didn't have a breeze, that'd be super hot. 
So that was an okay first night in the tent. Not too bad, but as soon as we woke up next morning, it was just really hot. Went to the beach, got a bit of a breeze on the go, got back, got the table out, got the cooker out, and cooked an omelette with baked beans for breakfast. Quite successful with that, but very sweaty. We had to put the tent back out into the bag, pack everything away, and it was just a relief to get in the car in aircon and drive into Sifa itself, into the town. Our first stop was to like a resort area in Sifa called Jebel Sifa. And this is like an area where you can't just walk into it. I think you can through the gates, but they have basically barriers where you have to go up and say why you're there. And we just said, we need, I'll go into the Bake Off Cafe. And they're like, yeah, that's fine. So we drove through, let us through, parked up the car, walked around. And this place is like got golf courses, apartments in there. People will live there, people will stay there got boats like a little marina so it's like a almost enclosed part of Sifa really I think the Chris at that Nomad Tours also has a few apartments down that way but we found the Bakeaway Cafe to our surprise it was open there's no one about aircon massively on relief and it had a good toilet talking of toilet Oman has no camping facilities when it's wild camping it's wild camping there's nothing there not like in some countries where even while camping you might find a government site with a drop down toilet for example here there's nothing so you're going to have to get your spade go and find a bit of shade or somewhere to sit dig a hole do your business cover it up and then just I guess wash your hands with disinfectant or whatever you've got to wash them with quite earthy it was an earthy night so it's glad to get in a normal toilet and appreciate it actually if I'm honest we had a nice coffee there good coffee and you can get any type of coffee there. Americano was needed. And after a shop at Spa next door, we set off for Ras Al Jins. Our plan was to go to Bimar Sinkhole, Sir, and Ras Al Jins. The final destination is where the green turtles come up and lay their eggs on the beach. But first of all, we drove off for about an hour to the Bimar Sinkhole. If you type in Google things to see and do in Amman, Bimar Sinkhole is going to come up. It's this amazing little place quite close to the coast where a bit of ground has obviously fallen in and created this hole and this is where the water is and it's kind of enclaved really nice and we got there in good time about an hour got changed and walked down to the sinkhole a super hot day again and there wasn't that many people about maybe five to ten people milling about and you do have to dress moderately here because the rules are you can't show too much skin etc so do do that some people don't care but we had a t-shirt on went in the pool and it was amazing warm water the colors are amazing and you can sit in there all day probably sat in there for about half an hour and the sun was beaten down but i would highly recommend if you want a bit of a refreshing dip to go to bimar sinkhole the toilets get changed into it's fairly chilled out and thoroughly enjoyed my time there it is also free a lot of places in the mine are free and that's needed because it's such an expensive country. So if you want to dip, a bit of a swim, awesome place to go and see, get to Bimar Sinkhole. After drying off and getting changed, we then drove down the road to Sir, probably another hour, maybe hour and a half, I'm not sure, something like that. And the point of this little stop off was just a coffee. So we got down there in good time, great roads down that way. Easy roads, overtaken, dual carriageway, paved, brilliant. And we got to a place called the Brew Oz cafe it's in a weird place in Sur. it's like on google unnamed road it's a new area they're probably building it out a few things getting done but we researched in Sur espresso coffee this came up went there 
and it's that good I had two types of coffee I think they're serving Saudi Arabian coffee I believe but unbelievable tastes normal price for a coffee I had two got some aircon in a bit of a chill and then we're driving off to Ras Al Jins which is probably another hour or so down the road our plan was actually to camp that night in Ras Al Jins near the Turtle Reserve and as we drove towards the Turtle Reserve we quickly realised that camping here has barely any shade, a few trees, it's real open. It's just a bit unnerving sometimes where you can camp up and anyone could be around and there's no just cut off pit really. So we kind of sacked that off, got to Ras Al Jin's Turtle Reserve, booked on for the 8.30pm tour, which will showcase us the turtles if they're about. And then we went to the turtle guest house, probably about 400 metres down the road, it's like a one minute drive, probably about seven, eight minute walk. Went to the guy in there, said, hey, we know a guy called Chris, he recommends your, your guest house, can we stay here? He said, yep, yeah, no problem, I'll give you a cheap price as it's from Chris. And we stayed there for 23 real, something like that, for a night and breakfast. And he also let us cook our own meal in the driveway. So we kind of parked up, got stuff out, checked in, cooked some dinner, we had some spaghetti and stuff like that. Other guests were getting fed by them, you can buy dinner there if you don't want to cook. And the room was okay. Super basic, it's got aircon, it's got a bed, it's got a shower, what else do you need? At about quarter past eight, we drove down to the reserve, parked up, and basically what happens is they divide people into groups. And the idea here is you walk from the centre down to the beach, it's about a 10, 15 minute walk. And if there is a turtle on the beach who's laying eggs, they will show you the turtle. Now, what they do is they have a little scout out first because when it gets dark because when they start coming out so when we arrived we were told that there is one turtle on the beach who is laying eggs and there's a few rules here as well essentially if you stay at the place you can stay there as a hotel very expensive but you get first dibs so group one I think is the people who stay there and I think it's included in the price if you go there and you stay somewhere else you probably get put in group two eight reals each person and that covers your tour. So the gathered order people, there's basically a few rules. Don't put the camera light on or even shine like your screen and don't make too much noise. The first problem with this is in our group, there's quite a few kids. And I was like, there's no way they're going to stay quiet. They can't even stay quiet. In normal times, there's no way they're going to be staying quiet down the beach. That was a concern. And also walking down people just had their lights on I just couldn't believe what I've seen really anyway we got to the beach our guy took us there and he confirmed a few details like the, t- the turtle was there laying eggs they think we can't see it when it's laying eggs only afterwards and also he told us to basically keep the noise down and just don't shine the light we probably waited around an hour I'd say maybe more can't recall how long it was before they let us go onto the beach in that time, I think a family went off with their kid because that kid wouldn't stop crying. So it was, I would say, it's fairly noisy. It's just a lot of people. But it seemed okay. Walked onto the beach. These guides also have red lights, not white lights. So I think that's okay for the turtles, I believe. And it is a protected area. So there's no road people going on. There's no rubbish about. It's pretty cool. And after a while, we kind of crowd on the beach for a bit and in groups of four or five went up and up couldn't really see what's going on but when you arrive to where the turtle is you can't believe how big this turtle is this green turtle is massive 
she's laying eggs. Any female obviously lays eggs on the beach. Males always stay in the water. So once you're born as a male and you skittle off to the beach, that's it. You're in water the whole time. And he reeled off some facts about how they do that, the cycles they go through, the migrations and stuff like that. Can't recall the facts. Probably worth a Google. I don't want to butcher those facts. But amazing to see this turtle just kind of building its nest. The most amazing fact is she builds her nest for her eggs and then builds a dummy nest to confuse any predators. That's pretty cool. Can't get my head around how she knows how to do that. It's not a learned behaviour. Just nature, I guess. After that, we actually got to see a little turtle who was obviously hatching out of an egg. And it's so small, skidding along, and it's skidding along to the beach. And we tried to keep up with it, and that's quite cool to see as well. Got a little video of that. So all in all, eight real each, so 16. It's not cheap, but we got what we're after. You got to see a turtle, and saw a little one as well. And if you don't see anything, they do refund the money back to you. On the way back from the beach, we walked to the main entrance area again, and I managed to have a quick chat with a guide who was called... Hassam, who spoke unbelievable English, and we talked everything from turtles to Oman to Middle East to traveling, everything you can think of. Real nice guy, shook his hand, said bye, and said thanks. A real pleasure to go on that tour, and I think it's the best way to do it because it's a protected area and it's controlled. You can see turtles on other beaches in Oman. I think I'll come to that in another episode, but you just need to be careful, and I think you'd rather have someone telling you what to do rather than people going off willy-nilly and just kind of doing what they want pretty good enjoyed that got back from that experience to the guest house for some aircon, a shower and some sleep so that concludes the first episode for Oman so we covered Muscat Bimar Sinkhole Sifa and Ras Al Jins that's a good little start to the road trip and then next time we'll be talking about Wadi Bani Khalid Wahiba Sands and Mazira Island which was our next part of the road trip. But hopefully that gets you started there, a few admin pieces done, and hopefully it'll inspire you to think about going to Oman. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll catch you on the next episode. Cheers. Area.